0: Welcome to the HSCT Warriors podcast, bringing voice to the journeys of HSCT Warriors worldwide. I'm Dr. Jen Stansberry-Koenig for Jen, moderator of meaningful conversations and convener of community. As we continue to grow the HSCT Warrior community, Illuminate the invisibilities of autoimmune disease, recognize the possibilities of a future free from disease progression, connect through our shared experiences, and advocate for an inclusive society. I'm so glad you've joined us. Thanks so much, Vic, for being willing to share your story to Mm. HSC. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, welcome. Of course. It's so great to talk with you. So why don't you tell us a little more about your diagnosis story and how you came to find HSCT?
1: Sure. Um, I was diagnosed in 2019 in the summer uh, with RRMS and uh, I it was... It was bad. It was devastating. I had no idea what MS really was. That's when I started my research. Um I uh got in contact with uh Fellow uh, industry pro, and he referred me to someone else. At the same time of my research, I found your podcast oh. and began listening. Oh wow! To it. Yeah, so I really got interested and what was going on with HSCT. And my friend in the industry referred me to another person who had it done almost 10 years ago now. Oh, wow. So I talked to him, and he was in, back then, was in really bad shape. He had several autoimmune diseases and uh, had the procedure done in Russia and is doing very well now. That was um, a long time ago. So just talking with him, listening to your podcast and other items really began to Um, start my mind and researching HSCT.
0: That's awesome that you were able to connect with someone so early in your diagnosis.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um, It took me what, eight months? Something like that? And when I made my decision I still uh I was still researching. So, when I made my decision, I was scheduled to go in in July, but COVID hit.
0: Of course, that did.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it delayed everything. Mm. So, I got my HSCP in October, and now I'm almost five months post.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. And so you went, where did you go? Did you go to Russia, or did you go to Mexico?
1: I went to Mexico, Puebla. Um, That decision was because of... of, because I was know language very year, mm. and it was a shorter flight for me, so sure, and I also talked with family members, mm-hmm. and they all said that Mexico was the right choice, and it really was, oh yeah, yeah, those folks there. In uh clinic, at least, I felt safe the entire time I was there. They were so good and knowledgeable about everything. And um, I also really enjoyed the company of my caregiver, Jay, and... Um, Everything went like clockwork.
0: Nice. So
1: they were great. The facility was super clean, and all the staff were on top of everything, and they were good people in general.
0: Sure. Well, yeah. And so yeah. You, I think you're yeah. the first one we've interviewed Mm post-transplant who has been with a caregiver hired in Puebla. So why don't you tell us a little more about that experience?
1: Sure. Um, Originally when I went, my brother went with me. He was supposed to be my caregiver. We were tested for COVID and came up positive. Oh. So, yeah. It was wow. Yeah. It was really bad. Now um my brother had it in the summer and then uh when we got it, he was signed by the way. Um he was able to get a an Airbnb after we discussed um what to do. Um, Dr. Lee sent me a video and I had to watch it twice. They had canceled my treatment because it was too dangerous. Sure, and that was beyond devastating. Yeah, um, so my, yeah was so my brother was able within a few minutes able to find an Airbnb who could take us and would quarantine there for a month. No going outside, no
0: nothing. What did he do for food? Oh my gosh, he cooked.
1: Man, he was good. <laughs> uh, we ordered from. Um, several places, and my brother cooked while we stayed. So we were okay. Um, Sometimes it was mentally tough. I bet. And yeah, I got into a routine that helped him pass the time. And yeah, uh, once we were done, he had to go back um and was I hired a caregiver at Puebla I'm sorry Clint Garby's um they were us. Uh, it was mandated that the caregivers had to be twenty four seven and it's a good thing too. Um
0: yeah, yeah, very they, good thing.
1: Yeah, they paired me up with a a caregiver. His name was Jay, everyone called him Jay, it was easier. Um, Jay was also a uh, physical therapist and kept me on schedule with my medications.
0: Wonderful. That
1: was so good. And he was very encouraging and um made sure I stayed hydrated, uh especially during chemo.
0: Right, that's so important.
1: Yeah. And um there were times where I needed help and Jay was there to help. No questions, no nothing. And um, he ordered things for me uh, from the staff because my dysarthria was really bad. My ability to speak, it was really bad. But he was great. The other caregivers were awesome. Um, who were taking care of the other patients? Everyone was so good.
0: So, did you get so, to like meet others while you were there? Yeah. I know in the past, pre COVID, people used to meet on the rooftop for meals. The, and yeah,
1: in fact, I did. And uh, we even had a head shaving ceremony. Nice. It was so cathartic. I bet. Yeah. I have my head sheets already. I keep it like that. Um,
0: Anyway. So I took
1: pictures. I'm a photographer, and I took pictures of the ceremony. And it really helped bond us. And it was great. So I really enjoyed their company. Now, um, I am a little antisocial. And I felt really wrong physically while I was there because my MS was so aggressive. And I stayed in touch with them. So... That was so good.
0: Yeah, well, you find that commonality and realize you're not alone, even though your oh, experience yes. is different, right? You're not alone yes. in this battle.
1: Yes, and that is something that I highly recommend anyone going through with this. Bond, if you can, with the other patient's, because they're going through the exact same treatment at the exact same time. And they're something of a support group.
0: For sure. Yeah. I yeah. don't there was one mm-hmm. other person in Chicago at the same time as me being transplanted, but she was almost through everything by the time mm-hmm. I was there and she like walked past my room and I think I just caught a glimpse of her, but there inevitably there were nurses or someone in my room. And so we never really got to connect other than online.
1: Mm -hmm. Are you still in touch with her?
0: Somewhat. I mean, I see her, I think she's considering herself a non-responder and Mm -hmm. has since started, uh, maybe Okrevis. So, I mean, I'm, You know, Facebook friends, but it's different Mm -hmm. than, it's definitely a different experience connecting with folks online than it is in person. So it's amazing that you got to be with people in Puebla like that.
1: What was nice is that, well, we still communicate. And a few weeks ago, we had a Zoom call where we got to talk to each other. Nice so amazing they're good people and they under they really understand
0: yeah where you are with everything yes and so you so, you mentioned your ms was very aggressive do you can you tell mm-hmm. us about your symptoms leading up to your diagnosis oh.
1: I made a laundry list of my symptoms. <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. I mean, I had an aggressive sorry. form, too, so I can laugh, right? Because it is like, yeah, it's terrible. Um,
1: it is. Now, I was diagnosed with R- remitting RRMS, recursive remitting, um, but I never had it running mission, it was steady all the way, mm. so it looks like I had primary progressive Sure. have sorry, have right now, my symptoms back then were um some of these continue, like my hand shake is very bad sometimes. Now, I'm also an artist, and I can't draw any because of my handshake. Um,
0: That's got to be tough.
1: It is. Um, Part of that is my writing is now unrecognizable, and I'm practicing to correct that. Sure. I had a severe double vision. Um... I was my back pain was awful it was mostly concentrated in my lower back worse in the morning then uh last summer it began to extend into my legs Mm. um the nerve pain was really bad uh Especially when it got cold and wet, which happens often where I live. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. My disorder, as you can hear, was a lot worse. People tell me it's better now. They can understand me. I no longer sound drunk, oh, just right. <laughs> Just so, um, my cognitive abilities took a severe hit. I was not able to concentrate for very long. Um, My ability to communicate also took a severe hit. Now that to me was really bad because I'm also a professor. Mm. That was so that was awful, it was so bad. Um,
0: I'm so sorry. I'm a professor too, and yeah, I can't imagine. Oh,
1: what do you teach?
0: Yeah, right. We're bonded that way. I teach yeah. ethi- I teach ethical leadership right now.
1: Whoa, that's so
0: cool. Yeah, thanks. What do you teach?
1: I teach visual effects for film. Awesome. And I, I used to teach photography.
0: Amazing.
1: Photography is in your blood. You'll never get rid of it.
0: I believe that, too. I took photography yeah. in high school, mm-hmm. and I still have my old school Nikon it's it's mm-hmm. old, way before SLR cameras. Um,
1: oh, yeah. I, I learned on film back as well. Yeah, I used so, to
0: work at a photo yeah. lab, too. That was, like, really? one of my first jobs out of high school. That was a mm-hmm. lot of fun, processing photos
1: for people. Now, I, I'm also a bit colorblind, so my photo teacher me to, to concentrate on black and white.
0: Well there you and go.
1: Yeah, I w I'm I consider myself pretty good.
0: I've seen some of your photos online. I'd say Thank you're pretty you. good as well. I
1: I hope so. Um, so uh, back to my uh Yeah sorry sidetrack it's okay. Um I had uh my walking really took a hit. It became slower and slower. It was more difficult to walk. I used to, um, bike, uh, frequently, uh, 20 miles to me was no big deal. Now, uh, I can barely walk two blocks. Sure, it's it's getting better, and I remember the days that this was no problem. Um, oh, something that I did not expect. Uh, my apathy really began to grow when I was before HSCT and I didn't expect that
0: so tell me more Uh, about that
1: so I stopped caring Mm. about so much I did not care how I looked I didn't care well if I lived or whatever it it Struck me as strange because I used to care for so much. Like, um, I don't know when that was at the worst. Um, I, I just, I have no idea how it got that way. So
0: that's not something uh, you can control, right? No, it wasn't. It was just
1: something that happened, and that was very unexpected. Um, oh man, my oh man, there were memory holes that began to grow, and these were random. I'm still not able to remember certain things, and I'm having some difficulty learning new skills. Um, an example, I can't remember my first date with my wife.
0: Oh, wow. So far,
1: yeah, stuff like that. And wow. Well, When I go back to uh, look for some memories, they're gone. These are items that I did not expect to lose at all. And I consider that part of who I am. And I can't remember. Yeah.
0: How does that feel? Awful. It
1: feels awful. Now I tried to reconstruct it um like uh for example I can't remember meeting my best friend and she described their first meeting and it was like um watching a uh, old VHS tape a bad copy of a bad copy, mm. of a bad copy. Hmm. And I was merely watching it, not a participant, sure. and merely an observer. And it was awful, because I feel like there was
0: stolen from me. Sure, that's terrible. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um Oh. Hot and cold. I was not able to regulate my own body temperature and it went so far that I couldn't identify hot and cold things. For example, I do remember one morning when I was drinking coffee. I thought it was cold, so I heated it to a point that I thought was okay. What I didn't know was that it was burning the my south I guess. Ouch. Because it was super hot. I couldn't help. My wife noted that I was Drinking extremely hot coffee. so Yikes. I,
0: it was scary. Simple, couldn't identify hot versus cold. I remember some of that too. And like it, just not being able to tell if the water in the shower was hot or the yes. water I was washing dishes yes. with was hot. Exactly. It almost and, uh, felt cold, right? Like, the hotter it was, it almost felt cold. Right? <laughs> I it totally get that. Odd.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, one of the worst things was that I I felt more and more useless. The further I think.
0: So... And it's so quick. I mean, you were just yeah. diagnosed in 2019. So, yeah. like, when were, when did all of this begin for you, and how quickly did it progress um, until you got that diagnosis?
1: Well, my doctor looked at my MRI, and it was in very old lesion, and I remember having what the doctors thought was... Uh, and Labyrinthitis, I was so dizzy, I couldn't stand without puking. And uh, my doctors looked at it, and he said, this is probably your first episode. That was in 2009. Then uh, all symptoms stopped. Uh, until 2018, when uh, my eyesight went wonky. It went really wonky. Uh, one of my eyes, I don't remember one, one of my eyes got way better within a few days. My other eye went really bad and that was of grave concern so I went to my optometrist and she was very concerned she sent me to an ophthalmologist that she knew however by the time I got to him my eyes were Again, back to with the way they were. That was about three weeks, it's
0: and it's horrible how long we have to yeah, wait for these appointments. Yes,
1: yes. Um, he couldn't the thing wrong at all. Then I went back to my automatress, and she said, "You, need, you really need." To see your uh, GP. He sent me to get an MRI. And that was uh, early 2019. And on my, <laughs> on my birthday, he called me that I needed to come in ASAP. Within a few days, I was in his office. And he told me he thinks I have MS uh, due to my uh, MRIs, but he couldn't give me a diagnosis. So he referred me to a neurologist who could.
0: Hmm.
1: So, and that was...
0: Happy birthday.
1: Yeah, I know, right? So it was... Yeah, not fun. And uh, I'm so sorry. I had—it's okay. I had to wait a long time to see the neurologist who sent me for a new set of MRIs just to make sure. And she gave me a diagnosis.
0: I mean, all of your symptoms really add up and point to that. It's amazing that they want another MRI with the machine yes. they know so that they can feel more confident. It just it doesn't make sense to me why they A, wait yes. so long <laughs> and B, yes. just need to repeat these tests based on your symptomology leading up to that point. I mean, everything yes. ticks yes. the boxes.
1: Yes. By the time I saw her, I was already using a cane every day, and uh, my eyesight was really wonky. I was starting to get a more permanent double vision.
0: Yikes. So, that's terrible. Yeah. It was
1: awful and scary, etc.
0: So so you started doing research and you found HSCT. Yes. And so did you yes. talk to your neurologist about HSCT? And if so, what did they say?
1: Well, now um, I did talk to three of them. Um, the first one I didn't care for who gave me my uh diagnosis she was way too far away so i chose a different one that was closer. to think i knew immediately she would not be supportive because of all the pharma stuff in her office mm. she decorated everything in pharma wow Now, my current neurologist, he was of the mindset, just be careful. Go in with both eyes open. Okay, fine. Then I went to another neurologist, and he said that HSCT was a scam. Mm. And he was completely against it. Wow. Yeah, what struck me the most was that I had to make a decision in a couple of days of what DMD to take. Right. Based off of some some marketing pamphlets.
0: Mm -hmm. It does. It strikes me that they don't consider our chemistry or our blood type yes. or how or, that drug might interact with yeah. our chemical yeah. makeup and our individual bodies.
1: Right. And um they completely dismiss all the eight months of research I did on HSCT. Mm. So I had to choose two days worth of Looking at marketing pamphlets versus a month of hardcore research. So yeah. Now the other thing that really another thing that really bugged me my BMD costs nine k a month. Wow. For yeah, it was it was bad. Now um. The fortunate part was that my insurance covered a giant chunk of it. However, I don't understand that uh, HSCT should be an option. One time, one cost versus, versus the cost of the drug I was taking That did not make me feel better.
0: And if it is administered over your lifetime or until it stops working for you, yes, those those monthly costs just add up.
1: Yes, and I and I continued to decline, and my teaching was imperiled. So. That prompted me to do further research into HSCT, and I really liked what I saw and heard. So my decision was made, then COVID hit.
0: Sure. And then you tested positive, and so it was delayed a bit for that, so...
1: It was delayed by 23 days, yet um, I still went in now. Uh, Dr. Lee said that uh, in individual the that they would offer me a full refund or be in the next group for sure. I chose the latter because I knew I'd have to be in quarantine for two weeks anyway.
0: Right, coming so, back, yeah.
1: Right, so I decided to... My brother and I decided it would be best for me to stay, so...
0: And so then your brother he, just had other obligations and had to go back home? Yes. And that's
1: has. Yeah, he had a new family, so oh wow. He, yeah, he had to go back. I wasn't gonna keep him, and uh, I knew that the that clinic that Luisa was offering a caregiver. Uh, so I decided. We decided that he should go back. I'll say. And get a caregiver. And then my brother came back to get me. So
0: There you go, to travel home.
1: Yeah. So he came back to get me. We came back to the States. He went home. I went home. So. Nice. Everything worked out well.
0: Yeah, it's nice to have family there as a part of your Mm -hmm. journey.
1: I think the best part was as you said, um connecting with other patients. That was more important than I could realize at the time. Sure. Yeah. Now since uh uh the uh HSCT procedure, we have held each shoulder up and we celebrate the small victories that will lead to a big one.
0: Beautiful. So, That's beautiful. Yeah, It's an unexpected outcome of HSET.
1: It really is. And I encourage anyone who gets it done, especially if it's a uh, Always from the US to connect with others because it's easier to stay in contact with them these days. So, yeah, and as I said, they are some of the few people who truly understand. And what you went through because they went through the exact same thing at the same time.
0: So why was it important for you to participate in the podcast?
1: I wanted to, let me think here. How do I say No one should go through this at all. No one. If they do, then they need to know there's another option That then what the, this system will tell you. But you have to do your research. It's important to me to let others know that there is another option.
0: Yeah, that's why we're and, here. Yeah,
1: and... I'll do what I can to
0: inform them. And so how's it going, five and a half months post-transplant? What uh, are you noticing? So
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm noticing not much from the inside, but uh my wife and other people tell me that I'm way better. That's One amazing. Thing, I, Yeah, it is. The first thing my brother said when he got me was that I'm able to focus better. My wife has told me that I can go up and down the stairs a little faster. My father-in-law told me that I'm able to walk better. So...
0: They're noticing this, that's amazing, yeah. It's tough from a first person
1: perspective, yes, because after uh, it's just
0: it's
1: that roller coaster of healing,
0: yeah. Well, and I, have... I think it's so important to keep that perspective that, yes, the whole point oh, is yeah. to halt progression, yes. right? And so, yes. Even these micro improvements. It's amazing that I I keep saying amazing because it's great that other people notice.
1: Yes. Now, one thing I have noticed for sure, I have not taken any DMD since uh, June of last year.
0: And how does that feel?
1: Oh, man. It feels amazing. And The one thing that I definitely noticed is that I don't have the weight of anus on my shoulders. So that is helping a great deal. Well, sure. Um,
0: Yeah, just the wondering of, is Mm -hmm. this going away? Am I going to get better? It is such a heavy weight.
1: It is. And... uh, That we is not with me. I have noticed that I'm able to concentrate a little bit better. Um, I'm able to talk to people a little bit better. My desire to be notwithstanding. I care again. I...
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: huge. I, yeah, I have uh, much deeper empathy now than before. So,
0: um, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: it's little things. Um, for example, um, I do feel less stress. Good. And yeah, I. That is something that I didn't expect. Um, I no longer have double vision. Mm. In fact, uh, about 24 hours after my HST, my double vision stopped.
0: Wow, yeah, it was
1: really weird. My character. Giver said that my general attitude was better. I was able to time my shoe easier and had great difficulty before among other things. So
0: Yeah, it's it's so amazing what that even just that first dose of chemo when it knocks out the yes. inflammation, how much yes. that alleviates in our bodies, like I remember yes. I was able to actually bend my toe for the first time in probably six years, like mm-hmm. I couldn't bend my toes at all or like scrunch them up and release them at all really I couldn't yeah. I just had zero control the like the connection was just not there, and now, well, now three and a half years later, they're even stronger, sure. and I can actually really articulate all of them, and no, they used to, like, curl up in my shoe and really make it tough to walk, and even post-transplant it would happen, but Mm -hmm. three and a half years later now that they're much more at ease.
1: See, now that is something that I have difficulty seeing is where I'm going to be in three and a half years.
0: Yeah, right, of course. Mm, Yeah. Um,
1: and I think anyone, w- uh, would be, would have similar thoughts, on. Um,
0: yeah, because and, you hope for improvement and going into yes. it, you try and keep that realistic perspective that the whole point is to yes. halt progression. If I don't get better, that's okay. I just won't be getting worse. And that's the point.
1: I do understand that, um. Even after HSCT, if you're an non the DMDs will work better. That's something that um, the whole three-and-a-half years thing I have difficulty with because I'm very impatient with myself. I have a great deal of patience with others, yet not myself. So I need to remember the small steps will lead to a better
0: one. Uh, Yeah, add up over time. I think from my perspective, three and a half years out, it's easy to have a tough day and Mm -hmm. think the worst, because that's where Mm -hmm. my brain always used to go. And that's the old pattern. And that's the old habit. And Mm -hmm. you still have to work at reversing that because then the next day, it's like, Oh, okay, I'm not getting worse. It's just that there was a cold front moving in yesterday and the weather was wonky and the barometric pressure really threw me off.
1: Yes. Stuff I can't uh, see,
0: right? Like there's so much to be said for that invisible outside in the universe, something's happening.
1: Yes, yes, (laughs) yes.
0: And there's a real energy out there that can really throw us off that we don't always necessarily pay attention to.
1: Right. Now, I did get a barometric pressure abs and I'm looking at it every day
0: because
1: of my pain. I know exactly when it drop at what pressure it will drop to where my nurse will activate and uh, band away.
0: Fascinating. See? Yeah, you're doing the research. Yeah. So And so, yeah, are you tracking that over time to notice? I am. Awesome. Awesome. So, maybe that'll help remember when it would fluctuate that much?
1: Yeah. I'm really hoping so.
0: I think patience will help you find your way. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I'm the worst person to have patience with myself.
0: And so, did HSCT help you find some of that? It did. Um
1: I, one of the things that they really helped me with, even though I knew about it, was taking one one day at a time, not not looking too far ahead. Concentrate on the now so that you, you can get to the next stage of where you're going.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that.
1: And it really helps. Uh, I didn't realize it be- before.
0: And so is that a superpower that you've gained in your experience or is there something else? Oh something else.
1: I've I've, I've been thinking about this uh lesson awesome. to your podcast. Um <laughs> I think the superpower I gained is uh, my uh, my resolve. My resolve is now unbreakable, mm. and uh, I went through some things that nobody should go through. So. We want to make sure that others know that they can make it
0: through. Mm, that's so beautiful.
1: And uh, it's really odd. When you're staring down the barrel of immortality, uh, things become clearer in perspective. Yes. So, yeah.
0: It's not very often that we have the opportunity to ponder that mortality. Yes.
1: Right. So you begin to reevaluate what is really important. So, yeah.
0: So, what have you found to be really important? Oh,
1: my sure. Um, It starts with my wife, my son, my my father-in-law, and goes out from there. The immediate family first, then my friends, and it goes out from there. It's the people you love who have supported you that really matters anyway
0: well and holding those relationships
1: yes and um it goes out from there for example uh, I find my art even more important now and I feel the need to share my art even more
0: It's inspiring, right, that you found this inspiration to connect with others and help others find connection to your experience. I
1: hope so. I really hope so.
0: Well, I believe Uh, that. And I think maybe it's part of your increased uh, empathy, right, and...
1: I think so. I just want to make sure that I do right by other people by showing them that there is another way.
0: Beautiful. That's why we're here.
1: Yes. And I really appreciate the podcast and the story of other people because that helped my
0: decision. Mm. I'm Was, so grateful that people are willing to share yeah. their stories.
1: Yeah. The folks here are awesome. And I encourage anyone who is struggling with the, the HST decision to hear other people's stories because other people's experience can influence your
0: own. Indeed. It's that perspective, right? Yes. And I think opening your mind to recognize not just the experience, but the reality of the disease.
1: Yes. And um, it also helps to... Talk with other people who are close to you about what you're going to, not trying to tackle this on your own
0: mm.
1: and that was a mistake I made, thinking I could do this on my own. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
0: But hey, at least you're open to learning. Yeah. And I hope other
1: people are too, if they haven't already.
0: Well, that's so, it is such an important lesson.
1: Yes, it is. And um, other people, in my opinion, should rely on people who are close to them uh, to help, even as a little as researching or scheduling. Because I guarantee anyone with MS, the cognitive function is going to go downhill. Mm-hmm. So, if you have someone else on your side to help take care of things get better
0: yeah it can be so such a vulnerable place to be when you're diagnosed and all of this is happening and you don't understand why it's happening to you right and there's no and, control i mean our, the lesions decide to show up and, wherever they oh, do yeah. Without, oh, yeah. If only we could influence them.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I'm meaning that your vulnerable is one of the hardest things to do, mm. yet it is one of the best things you can do. Yeah, it's to so important. You it. mm. Yes, absolutely. It's Tough, yet you have, you should do it because because it will help in the
0: end. Not just you, but others. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank yes. you for helping us remember thank that. Thank you, thank you for helping me. Yeah, I'm so glad you found the podcast and that it was helpful Thank for you. you. And I'm so grateful to everyone before you who's shared their story.
1: I, I really hope others will in this lesson because it's important.
0: Well, I'm just grateful that you're sharing your story.
1: Thank you. Appreciate
0: that. Oh, my gosh. And willing to serve as a Talk to a Warrior volunteer will be totally. So glad to connect with you with others.
1: Yeah, very, very willing to talk to others about my experience and help them make a decision that is best for them.
0: Yeah, because it's all about sharing more information to help people make their own best informed decision.
1: Yes, it's a, it's a cliche, but it's true. The more you know, the better you're going to be.
0: Mm. Yeah, beautiful. So, what are you grateful for that has gone unspoken?
1: Um, I'm around right now with my faculties about me. Able to think clearly, even though I can't speak clearly. Not yet, anyway. Um, I'm grateful for retaining the memories I still have. And uh, I was able to stop the uh, loss of other memories. I'm grateful, let's see, to be able to eventually easy my son graduate from high school. Mm. He just got in. Um, So I'm grateful that my wife and I are able to continue Uh, For a longer time, and that I don't have to uh, see them suffer because of my disability, so.
0: Yeah, it's tough to feel like a burden to anyone.
1: Yes, oh yeah.
0: And you're not. I'm sure they assure you. I'm sure they tell yes. you that you're not a burden and they love to take care of you. It's just it's, it's it's just so tough to be robbed of your independence.
1: It is. Um I know I was a burden. Well, I think I was, because I have to see it see them go through certain things. Sacrifices that they wouldn't normally make.
0: Well, they love you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, So I'm, that is something I'm totally grateful for.
0: I'm grateful to connect with you.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And if there is, Anything more I can do to help you? You let me know.
0: We will for sure. I'm so thrilled for you that you that COVID didn't take away your opportunity to go through HSCT and that you found uh, such. A, you
1: and me both.
0: Yeah, and that you found such an amazing experience at Clinica Ruiz. Yeah,
1: it was a hell of a ride. <laughs>
0: And not impossible. Right. Thanks so much for sharing your journey with us.
1: Thank you for asking me to uh, share.
0: Be sure to visit our website where you can find notes from today's episode, submit ideas or feedback, and connect with resources and the HSCT Warriors Incorporated nonprofit. As always, special thanks to musical genius Billy Alitzhauser for sharing his superpowers to create the soundtrack, edit, and produce the audio to make this podcast possible. You can find us both when you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. It has been so great to connect with Warriors worldwide and we would love to hear from you about how the podcast has helped your journey with autoimmune disease. Take a moment to connect with us online, on Instagram, or share this episode with someone you know that would enjoy listening. In the meantime, we hope you'll tune in next Wednesday for another episode highlighting another warrior. Until then, be a snowflake and embrace your superpowers. Be kind, be well. Jen Stansberry-Koenig and the producers disclaim medical influence and responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. If you think you have a medical problem, please contact a licensed physician.